What is up, everybody? This is Alex, and you are listening to the American Toffee Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope everyone has had a fantastic week, especially now that it's Thursday evening. Um, the transfer window has closed, and I, for one, am feeling absolutely ecstatic about it. I have uh, a newfound confidence um, and positive attitude coming into the season, although some may say that that's the same feeling we all had last August, so we'll see. But today, I'd like to go over um, general news from the club this week. I'd like to go through the ins and outs of the transfer window for Everton, and then I'd like to do a pre-match, a sh- kind of a short pre-match um, bit for our first match of the season on Saturday against Wolves away. Um, so to get right into it, um, general news from the club this week. So today specifically, Kieran Dowell and Callum Connolly both signed new three-year deals, um, which is really exciting. We saw both of them during preseason. Um, interesting to see Connolly out there, which was good. He looked pretty good. Um, and then Kieran Dowell, I'm really hoping, is going to see the pitch um, for the first team a decent amount this season. So that was really good news. It was a nice little surprise this morning. Next up, um, this is a big one. This was this really, really got me excited. Um, I think yesterday or two days ago, Tuesday or, Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe it was Tuesday, um, Everton and the community partnering with obviously the club itself uh, is launching a campaign to build a permanent mental health facility near Goodison Park called the People's Place. Um, I saw a ton of comments talking about over in England, you know, that's um, a hugely underrated, well, maybe underrated isn't the right term, um, a hugely under, or essentially mental mental health is something that's not really paid attention to or dealt with correctly um, in England, and for some that may not be aware, obviously the United States has a really big issue with it as well. Um, you know, just crazy stress levels, you know, people going crazy, depression, all that good stuff. Um, and I think that it's really, really nice to see that. Obviously, you know, I didn't see details in terms of how it's going to work, you know. Um, are people going to be able to go for free or, uh, you know, I don't know how the healthcare system works in England. But at face value, I really, really like it. I thought the, t- uh, the name of the facility called the People's Place was a really nice touch from the People's Club. Um, so that, that, really, um, that really struck home for me, and I was really, really happy to see that. Um, and then lastly on our kind of news bit, just a short quote from our new CEO. Today she said, Champions League football isn't a dream. I'm planning for it. And uh, I think for most of us out here, uh, we saw today, being Thursday, um, that she wasn't kidding. Uh, and we'll, we'll kind of go into that really soon, talking about the ins and the outs. I'm actually going to start with the outs. So moving into who left the first team this summer. So first up, Funes Mori went to Villa, Villarreal. Um, I personally... I kind of would have liked him to stay. He would have. I don't. I don't think that he would have started for Everton, especially if we're trying to really break into the top six this year. Maybe next, um, but he would have been a good rotational player, in my opinion. 
um, or he was. Let me let me uh, change it to was. He was a good rotational player, um, and you know he was pretty young. But I can understand he wanted to get consistent starts. So that's you know that's what it is. Uh, jo Joel Robles went to Real Betis um, on a free. He his five-year contract ran out. He didn't sign a new one. Can't blame him. You know, the general sentiment around the club was always, you know, too good to be our backup, but not quite good enough to be starting if you want to challenge for the top six, top four. So, understandable. Um, you know, I think everyone at the club pretty much liked him. So, kind of sucks to see him go, but it is what it is. Luke Garbett went out on loan to Oxford United. Um, at this point, you know, it's pretty clear his future is not at Everton um, as a left back. It's kind of interesting to see how far he's dropped from, you know, that hopeful match uh, against Wolfsburg a number of years ago. Wayne Rooney went to D.C. United um, in the MLS. Uh, that was, I guess, kind of forced by the club. Wayne Rooney is not very happy about it, um, but it is what it is. I know he got a nice welcome, uh, a pretty solid elbow to the face on a corner or a free kick. I, I don't, I didn't watch the match. I don't remember off the top of my head watching the uh, the playback, but he ended up needing about five stitches, got a broken nose, black eye. So welcome to MLS Wayne Rooney. Shani Tarashai, Tarashai went back to Grasshopper Zurich on loan. That's actually where we bought him from. Don't quote me, but it was either 2015 or 2016. I know that. Um, so, you know, I had pretty high hopes for him. He was supposed to be, like, the next big Swiss um, talent. Uh, so it's interesting to see that, you know, how many managers? I think four. Four managers, or maybe it's five. Because I think, actually, no, I think it's five because Martinez signed him. So, you know, through five managers, he hasn't really been able to break into the first team. Although I know he had, you know, an injury or two. Uh, Davy Klassen moved to Werder Bremen. He, um, I think it was 13 million pounds, and that actually uh, broke their transfer record, if I'm not mistaken. So good for him. He looks excited to be there. I think Werder Bremen fans are excited for him to be there in the Bundesliga with them. Um, you know, it could suit him pretty well, depending on their style of play. I, you know, I admittedly have not really watched Werder Bremen before, um, so I couldn't, you know, I can't properly weigh in. Ashley Williams went to Stoke on loan. Um, it is my understanding this is his last year on his contract. So, you know, essentially he's biding his time with Stoke on loan until his contract runs out with Everton. And, and we'll see. I want to say by the time his contract runs out, he'll be 34-ish. So, you know, he might be able to pick up a couple years with a championship team or something, but maybe a low Premier League team. But, you know, who knows. Um, Robinson went to Wigan on loan. Uh, he did fantastic already. A lot of the fans love him. In, or did fantastic in preseason. A lot of the fans love him. Um, he should real pace in a couple of clips I saw bombing down the left-hand side. So that's really exciting. I'm glad he went. He actually turned 21 this week. Um, so it should be a good deal for him. Kevin Morales went to Fiorentina on loan. Uh, so I don't think this is the last year on his loan move, but or on his contract, excuse me. But hopefully it's a pretty good loan and, you know, they snap him up. I think Fiorentina has a 
a buy option at the end of the loan. So we'll see how that plays out, but please take him. We'll pay you to take him. Uh, and then lastly, um, Callum Connolly went on loan to Wigan. That was announced uh, again today when he when they announced the fact that he signed a new three-year contract. Um, I think that'll be a good move for him also, obviously. So him and Robinson will be over there. Um, I think he'll hopefully get a lot of game time because uh, he was at Wigan last season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so hopefully, you know, it'll aid in his in his uh, development even further. Um, so all in all, for outs, we have uh, 10 out either sold or on loan from the first team. So it's pretty safe to say that they did a fantastic job moving players as they could. Um, now moving on to who came in. So, if you haven't seen or heard by now, we signed the Brazilian Richarlison from Watford. Um, you know, there's a big question mark around him. A lot of fans were, you know, can, you know, upset about the uh, the fee, which was quoted to be 35 million pounds with add-ons up to 45 or 50 million. Um, you know, everyone's complaining he had four, he had five goals, four assists last game last season, um, and he didn't score after November, had a really big dip in form, especially after Marco Silva left. But here's the facts, right? Um, he played over 60 matches last season without a break because he played for Fluminese before he left, um, or before he transferred to Watford, right? And because how uh, because of the structure of their season, um, the seasons, I think, overlapped. So then he played for the Brazil U-20s over the summer, and then he went to Watford. Um, so kid got no break, played over 60 matches. I think it was closer to 70 than it was for 60. He said in an interview, I think uh, last week, maybe week before, that at times last season his legs literally felt like they were going to fall off. They were just so tired, so heavy all the time. Um, but in preseason so far, he's looked really fit. He looks quick. He looks strong. Um, he looks creative. I'm really excited for Richarlison this season. I think I think it's going to be a hugely successful signing. We then signed Lucas Digne from, from Barcelona. He's a left back. Um, he is 25 years old. He is also um, an international for France. He didn't quite make the World Cup squad, um, which is you know upsetting for him. But uh, either way, he came on for 45 minutes, I think, last weekend um, in the second half. And he looked fantastic as well. He looked really solid defensively, won a couple headers, which is nice. Um, I think he's like 5'10", 5'11". You know, he looks pretty quick. His passing looks good. He had a fantastic cross. So I'm really excited to see what Lucas Dino does this season. Um, Unfortunately, I think it spells the end. By the end of the season, I think it's the end of of the Leighton Baines era in terms of, um, you know, being the number one starter at the club, which is really sad because it kind of, I feel like it crept up on me. I'm not sure how everyone else feels, but... It is what it is. It's a really good signing. Apparently, he has a great personality, really nice guy, um, and that's what we need around the club. Everton signed Zhao Virginia. Um, it's probably pronounced Virginia or something of the sort, but I'm going to say Virginia. I live in Virginia, so that's what we're going with. Um, he's, I think, a 19-year-old keeper signed from Arsenal. I believe he's going to be the third keeper. I think he's going to start in the U23s. Um, what this tells me is they probably don't rate um, Hewilt very much. Uh, I know he didn't see any time in preseason. He was on the bench. Stecklenberg started all seven matches. Um, 
Not that there's much to, been, to have been said about that uh, based on results, but, you know. So that should be really exciting. Um, I think he just won a tournament with, Port with the Portugal under-19s or under-20s this season, which is exciting. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that'll be a, a nice one for the future as well. And then today, on Thursday, um, big transfer window deadline. Everton killed it. I mean, absolutely killed it. So they announced um, Bernard, the Brazilian midfielder, I guess we'll call him, um, on a free transfer from Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, it was it was expected since yesterday. You know, he he took pictures um, in Liverpool and that sort of thing. Uh, I think, from what I understand, they were just waiting to announce it today um, because he needed to secure a work permit. So Bernard is going to be really exciting. I think um, he's five foot five. He's a little pacey uh, midfielder, so he can play either wing or in the middle, kind of under the striker. Um, I think his best football usually comes from the left-hand side, and if you go back and search Shakhtar versus Man City uh, last season's Champions League, you'll see uh, quite a good goal from him uh, when Shakhtar beat Man City 2-1 in the Champions League, so snapping a 29-match unbeaten streak for Man City. So anyway... He looks to be a really exciting player. He's 25 years old, so just now entering his prime. Peak physical fitness for all you out there um, that don't know. I'm kind of a, uh, a nerd, maybe, but peak phys physical fitness for a male is usually between 26 and 28, and then females usually somewhere between 28 and 30. So, you know, when we're talking about the ages of, of, of a lot of these guys, um, it's a big factor because you look at their playing ability and, you know, you say, oh, he's a, you know, so-and-so may be a minor improvement to who we have or a great improvement. And then you look at the fact that, you know, pretty much, actually, I think everyone signed this summer is 25 or under. Um, so anyway, Bernard's going to be a really exciting player. Uh, so he only played, I think, five or six matches, they said, or from what I read, last or in 2018, right, 2018. Um, I guess he's had a bit of an injury and that sort of thing. So I think it's going to be a little bit until we see him on the pitch for Everton. Um, I personally don't think he's going to be a starter um, initially, but we'll see. I think, uh, well, this is a discussion for the pre-match in a couple minutes, but we'll see. And then Everton, last but not least, secured a double move today in Barcelona for Yeri Mina, the Colombian center back. He's 23 years old, six foot five, monster. Scored three goals of the World Cup. And then Andre Gomez, the central mid, the Portuguese central midfielder. Um, I believe he's 24, 25 as well. Uh, Yeri Mina was bought five-year deal. Uh, I think it was almost 30 million pounds. Um, from Barcelona, and I think the buyback clause is actually about double that. And then Andre Gomez is a one-year loan with no um, with no uh, option to buy at the end. But here's what I'll say on both of those pieces, right? Um, before getting into how good of a signing I think they both are. Uh, Yerry Mina, his buyback clause, right? It's doubled. So A, great bit of business, right? Like 60 million pounds for him if he turns out to be fantastic. 
A, he turned out to be fantastic, so great for Everton. B, you doubled your money, right? Here's the thing, though. He had to be offloaded from Barcelona um, for a couple reasons. A big reason, though, is because I think La Liga only allows you to have three non-European player slots. And I want to say with Mina on the uh, books, they had around six. Um, they just signed Arturo Vidal. So uh, what a career he's had. But anyway, that's a side note. So you have to think, even though they have a buyback clause, which is very, very typical of Barcelona, uh, see Gerard de la Feu, for example, um, uh, you know, they would only be able to have two non-European players on the roster at the time and then also think that among all other non-European players they could grab in the market that Mina would be, um, you know, the best for the third slot. So that's a big rule that kind of gets in the way of, of that in the future, I think. But either way, Yuri Mina, I think, is a fantastic signing. I think within the next two to three weeks, he's going to be starting, um, no questions asked. And I think we'll be really impressed by him. Some pundits don't seem to rate him. He made team of the tournament for the World Cup. Um, and, you know, albeit he did score uh, three goals back to back to back, uh, which is fantastic. But, you know, past that, He's supposed to be a, a, quite a good defender. Uh, he's very strong, good in the air, obviously, at six foot five. So it should be uh, good. The only thing I'm a little bit skeptical about is playing a high line with him. Um, kind of like Keane, he's very big. Uh, well, he might make Michael Keane look pretty small, but he's very big, and he's he doesn't seem to be that quick. So we'll see how it works, but I'm really excited about him. I, again, I think he comes in, he slots in as a starter within the next two to three weeks. Um, and then Andre Gomez on loan. He's a central midfielder. He won the 2016 Euros with Portugal. He's kind of been out of favor, um, but that's because, you know, Barca has a really, really crowded midfield, as, as most of you know. Iniesta, Rakitic, Busquets, and, you know, I, they have even more, but uh, Rafinha, who we were also linked with at some point. Um, so... It's a really good deal for us because I think we're going to spend about two million or two point two five million pounds uh, for the year. Um, but here's what I will say, right? Even though there's not an option to buy at the end, it doesn't have to be an official clause, right? It's always nice to get the clause in there, but it's still a possibility at the end anyway. I think that he's going to be played in that number eight role, role which um, from what I hear, I haven't watched him very much admittedly, but from what I hear, uh, that is his natural role. So that'll be really exciting to see. And I think he's going to do really well also, depending on, you know, if he can get his confidence back. He was citing the fact that he had a, a rough go at Barcelona because of the fact that the fans kind of got on his back, um, lost a lot of confidence. And so, you know, let's hope uh, the Goodison Park faithful can help restore his confidence. Um, I'm very excited, you know. Uh, past that, I think he also adds, just another side note, he adds a lot of physicality to the midfield, right? Schneiderlin and Ghana, not the biggest, not the strongest. Um, Sigurdsson, obviously kind of the same way. Um, but Andre Gomez, he's six foot two. He's supposed to be quite strong. Um, not slow, but not quick. But he has a fan he's supposed to have a fantastic range of passing. So I'm really excited to see how it works out. But I think Andre Gomez might be one of the signings of the season, even if it's on loan. So mark my words, write down this episode, the, the day, um, August 9th, 
2018 and come back and listen to it because, mark my words, I think Andre Gomez on loan will be one of the signings of the season. So, now, moving on real quick to a pre-match, I'd just like to talk about what I think Saturday's starting 11 is going to look like against Wolves away. Um, For all of you, I live in the States, on the East Coast, time for me is at 12.30 p.m., Um, so England, that puts you at 7.30 a.m., the rest of the States use a Google converter or something, I can't do all that, I, I keep my mind on East Coast and England, so that's what I got for you guys, but here's what I think is going to be our starting 11. And I'd like to preface this by saying this is not what I I think our starting 11 or excuse me, our strongest 11 is, right? Again, I don't think this is our strongest 11, but this is what I think our 11 is going to be. So, goalkeeper, Jordan Pickford, uh, obviously, I'm not going to go any further than that. We didn't see him in preseason, but that's because he got an extended or uh, he got, you know, a couple weeks off after the World Cup because England were in it a little longer than other teams so or other countries. On defense, um, and I'll add, I guess, it's going to be a 4-3-3. That's what um, Marco Silva said at the beginning. He likes to play, and he will play. So on defense, we're going to see Coleman at right back. Obviously, there's no question there. He's our starting right back. I'm really excited to see him playing this season in a more attacking role, as Marco Silva likes. Um, our two center backs, I believe, are going to be Jags and Keane. Um, again, I'm sure a couple of, well, not a couple, almost all of you are going to kind of let out a sigh at that, but here's what I'll say, right? Jags and Keen, um, or let's, let's say this, Holgate, I think is still out injured, right? Williams is gone. Uh, so Mina came in, but you know, he was in Barcelona today on Thursday to sign the contract. So he's not going to fly in tomorrow on Friday and then start for Everton on Saturday. It's not going to happen. Sorry. Um, So, you know, that kind of leave Jags and Keane. Left back, I think Leighton Baines is going to start. And here's why I think he's going to start. I think Leighton Baines, without a doubt, is going to be the most fit between the two left backs, although Lucas Digne looks fit. He does look fit, but... Baines came back early. He understands the system better. Um, I think that Lucas Dinier is going to get it. I, I think Baines is going to start the season, and um, if you start to see a little dip in form, if he gets an injury, which inevitably sometime this season he probably will with his age, uh, you're going to see Dinier kind of take over from there. But I don't think he's going to start on Saturday. Our midfield three I think is going to be Schneiderlin at the six. Um kind of, you know, the deep-lying, holding midfielder. Um, if you haven't listened uh, to any of the preseason episodes before this, um, you know, the way the system kind of looks is in possession, Schneiderlin will drop back in almost like a three-back line, like Gareth Barry used to do. This allows the fullbacks to push further up, um, and it allows, you know, in this case, in my um uh, in my anticipation, Keen and uh, Jags someone to hand the ball off to to kind of distribute it further. Um, There's going to be Schneiderlin in the six. I believe Ghana's going to play the number eight role, running around, breaking up play like he does beautifully, um, and trying to move the ball a little forward. And then Sigurdsson is going to play in the ten. Um, I will say this. I, without a doubt, are gonna, I'm going to tell you right now, Sigurdsson is the number one attacking midfielder in the squad 
Um, I don't think Bernard was brought in to replace Sigurdsson. Obviously, he's going to provide competition because Kieran Dowell himself is not going to really rival Sigurdsson for starting minutes, but I still think Sigurdsson is better. Um, and I don't think that I personally don't think we will ever consider Bernard a starter over Sigurdsson in the number 10 role. Our three forwards, we're going to see Richarlison on the left. Um, that's where he's played primarily in preseason, where he played for Watford for the most part. Um, we're going to see Jenk Tosin up top, and then we're going to see Theo Walcott on the right. So, um, again, Bernard, I don't know that he's very fit. Um Apparently, Andre Gomez can uh, can uh, play on either side, left or right midfield, but again, he doesn't really have the pace. He's much more of a central midfielder. Now, in other news, um, I actually forgot this one piece on my notes here. It was said today that um, no matter what, Everton are not selling Adamola Lookman this summer. So I think that's really good. Um, I still don't like his attitude. But I want him to buckle down and really show us what he's got. Because, you know, regardless of what he did in Leipzig uh, in the spring, he hasn't shown anything in the Premier League whatsoever. He has some good pace, but, I mean, at the end of the day, nobody can point to anything he's done except for, you know, that goal he scored when he came on against Manchester City. When, what, like a year and a half ago, I think? Um, same game, Davies scored that monstrous goal, that chip. So, um, Lookman will be there. Uh, I'm not sure on Balassi. Balassi was heavily rumored to leave, but um, I don't know that he's fit still. So, we'll see what happens. But again, I think up front is going to be Richarlison, uh, Jenk Tosin, and Theo Walcott. On Twitter um, and uh, Reddit, specifically, everyone had Bernard replacing Walcott and all this other stuff. And... Need I remind you that Walcott has a ridiculously good um, record in the Premier League as a winger, goals and assists. He's still one of the fastest in the league. Uh, his finishing is absolutely better than Bernard, hands down, uh, and Richarlison for that matter. He's definitely got the best finishing behind Cenk Tosin, without a doubt, on the squad. Um, so, you know, Walcott's place is there, you know, for the challenge, but uh, if anyone, you know, if any of the, of, of the forwards are going to be um, challenged for, the most is going to be Richarlison. He does not have a spot locked down. I'm really excited. I think he can literally turn into a world-class player, but again, Walcott's there to stay. Theo's there to stay. He's really instrumental. Um, he formed a really good partnership with Coleman last season, so I'm really excited to see how it shakes out. Um, so, we'll see. Again, that's not our strongest 11, um, but it's going to take a couple weeks for guys to, um, you know, kind of be introduced to the team. Uh, Marcus Silva actually also said in an interview that he was going to have to do a second preseason with the new players, so we'll see. Also, kind of last bit, um, rumored right now that Everton agreed a loan for Kurt Zuma from Chelsea. He's a center back, a young center back, 23. He's French. Um, a lot of you know him. He was one of the breakout young players for Chelsea a couple years ago in their title-winning season. He got loaned to Stoke last season, played, I think, almost every game, if not every game, for them. Um, obviously, they were still relegated, but 
he's supposed to be a fantastic player, and I'm really excited about that too. Uh, they would have had to have finished that today at 7 p.m. Um, UK time, so I think the general consensus was we were going to have to wait till tomorrow to see if it was confirmed or not. But that's also, you know, possibly another um, really big addition, especially center back for us. So that'll be exciting. Um, anyway, to wrap it up, uh, I'll be doing a post-match on Saturday after our very first match. I'm really, really excited for the season, especially off of today, as I'm sure everyone else is. Um, to kind of give you, you all an update, I've had the um, podcast on iTunes. Uh, I now have it on Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Um, so, you know, and, and my main source of posting, you know, or sharing the podcast is on the Everton subreddit. If you're listening and you're not on the Everton subreddit, make a Reddit account um, and type in Everton in the search bar and go subscribe to the Everton subreddit. It's over 11,000 of us. Um, fantastic community. It's a one-stop shop for all your information, Everton. You know, people will post sources. We do a, a, a match thread during the match so you can kind of interact with other Toffees around the world um, as things, you know, happen during the match. We do a post-match, you know, ratings, all that good stuff. Tons of fun stuff. Um, so I very much uh, suggest you check it out. If you haven't already, join the community. Come um, have fun with us. Talk all about the blues. Um I am trying to kind of uh, make the podcast a little more professional. So I'm looking into adding, you know, some music up front. I'm also, hopefully within the next couple weeks, going to be doing an episode with a guest, my good friend Matt. Um, He's very knowledgeable, so I'm really excited about that as well. Hopefully, if that goes well, maybe um, sometime I can start to look into... um, adding some guests regardless of where you live. Um, so I'm, re- I'm really, really working on it. I'm really excited for the season. I hope you all enjoyed. Um, yeah, and I'll see you all on Saturday.